This impeachment thing is looking more like a sham by the minute. Biden has already pissed off the unions, the blue-collared workers, and women. Now he goes off and pisses off the military, all for 0.6% of the population. Not all Democrats are embracing a complete system overhaul, apparently, and some of the dumber stories out there already this week. But first, before we continue on, let's listen to how Jen Psaki or Sasky or whatever it is always gets touchy on questions from the media about the hypocrisy of Joe Biden. Because you know something, even though most of the media thinks that Joe Biden is an angel sent to save us, some actually don't. Listen. Restrictions. When President Trump was imposing travel restrictions in March, specifically on China, then candidate Biden called it xenophobic and fear-mongering. So now President Biden is putting travel restrictions on people coming in from other countries. What word do we use to describe that? Well, I don't think that's quite a fair articulation. Uh, the president has been clear that he felt the Muslim ban was xenophobic. He overturned the Muslim ban. Uh, he also, though, has uh, supported, um, and he himself, even before, or we did, I should say, even before he was inaugurated, steps, uh, travel restrictions in order to keep the American people safe, uh, to ensure that uh, we are getting the pandemic under control. That's been part of his policy. But he was critical of the former president for having a policy that was not more comprehensive than travel restrictions. And he conveyed at the time and more recently the importance of having a multifaceted approach, mask wearing, vaccine distribution, funding in order to uh, get 100 million shots in the arms of Americans in the first 100 days, not just travel restrictions. What in the F is she talking about? Not only did she make a mistake in that uh, Trump's never had a Muslim ban. He had a terrorist country ban that included Muslim countries, North Korea and Venezuela. She lied where Biden did call Trump xenophobic for banning China into this country. And then she danced around the question like a ballerina. So much transparency, and I'm going to begin every podcast with that transparency. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene, and the hits just keep on uh, coming. So, unlike the first impeachment trial, which wasn't a legitimate trial, this trial is getting less legitimate by the absolute second. So Supreme Court Justice uh, John Roberts, who presided over the first impeachment trial, basically said he will not he will not preside over this trial. And the reason he doesn't want to impeach over this trial is because it, it's making his position more of a political position. Apparently, Chuck Schumer in the last trial asked if um, John Roberts would actually cast the deciding vote if it was tied 50-50. And Roberts said no, and I guess he realized that that vote was, this whole thing was becoming more political. So the Democrats have decided that, all right, so we don't have a chief justice that's going to reside over the impeachment trial. So we're going to have Vermont Democratic Senator Pat Leahy, who is the president pro tem of the Senate. Now, mind you, 
He's the pro tem of the Senate. He's not even the president of the Senate. He's going to preside. So Leahy thought that, you know, he can be impartial. This is what he said. The president, the president pro tem has historically presided over the pres- uh, Senate impeachment trials as a not as non-presidents of non-presidents. When presiding over the impeachment trial, the president pro tem takes an additional special oath to do impartial justice according to the Constitution and the laws. Okay, remember that. It is an oath that I take extraordinarily seriously. I consider holding the office of the President Pro Tem and the responsibilities that come with it to be the highest of the highest honors and most serious responsibilities of my career. When I preside over the impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump, Remember that. I will not waver from my constitutional and sworn obligations to administer the tri- uh, the trial with fairness in accordance with the Constitution. Of course, a lot of people think this is like crap. Uh, John Corcoran of Texas, another senator, said the Constitution requires that a chief justice preside over the impeachment trial of a president, but that's not what we're doing. To me, that's indicative of the fact that we're in uncharted waters. I just think it looks very petty and vindictive, and I understand that there are a lot of people who are mad about the process itself already. Looks like this already looks like a railroad job. Um, okay, here's, here's where it comes down. First off, I, I love when Democrats talk about how they're doing things according to the Constitution, even though... They're kind of not. And we're going to get into that in a second. But here's the deal. Patrick Leahy of Vermont, Senator Patrick Leahy, hates Trump and all Republicans. He is the definition of a partisan. His words of being impartial mean absolutely nothing to me or any other conservatives or any other Republicans. And looking at uh, the uh, polls for this, a lot of other people out there, too. They think that this whole thing is an absolute sham, which I think it is. Uh, why are we doing this? The other thing is this sham has lost all of its legitimacy. Even if you were a liberal Democrat that looked at this and said, yeah, well, Trump did some bad things. Even a liberal Republican, if you look at this and say, well, yeah, this is kind of a thing. You know, not this is kind of a he, he, Trump did some bad things. Now people are beginning to change their minds. Contrary to what popular belief, both Democrats and Republicans now are beginning to say this is a sham and we shouldn't be doing it. And then the other thing that really kind of sticks out is this whole thing is really unconstitutional. Now, the Democrats always say, well, no, I'm going to follow the Constitution. It is constitutional. No, it's if you are a textualist with the Constitution, this is completely irrelevant. This is nothing. You can't convict a former president. It says so in the Constitution. You can only convict a president or the president. If they think they did any, if they, if, and you can only convict him if he committed some high crimes or misdemeanors, a felony or a a heavy misdemeanor. Well, here's the thing. You don't need to impeach President Trump if he committed a crime. If he committed a high crime, which would be a felony, or a misdemeanor, which would be a high, a high crime, according to that, then you could take him into the legal system, convict him there, 
all, if convicted, he's not going to be able to take office again and he'll face judicial punishment. The Constitution is actually quite clear here. It says it in English. I mean, it's not that much. Impeachment only works if you're the president. And if you're not the president, then you have to actually go and convict him in criminal court or legal court, judicial uh, legal court. They don't want to do that. Do you know why? Insurrection, which has been proven he had nothing to do with. It's been proven already. That's the kicker here. It's already been proven he didn't actually do anything illegal. And the Justice Department has basically said that um, these riots were planned well in advance of Trump's speech. They're even questioning if any of those people that showed up uh, for the riots actually listened to Trump's speech. And Trump said it himself. Um, Folks, I want you to walk to Congress and peaceably and patriotically protest. That does not say break into the Congress and start uh, stringing up uh, Mike Pence. That's not what actually happened. But here's the other thing. The Constitution is very clear about this other part uh, about an impeachment trial. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court must litigate the trial. Period. There is no mention of the Senate president, or worse, the Senate pro tem, President pro tem, of actually presiding over an impeachment trial. So right off the bat, you have two actions that the Democrats are doing that is illegal. And, you know, it's not even important enough that the Senate president, which is Kamala Harris, uh, will preside over this. It's only the president pro tem. So, I mean, even Democrats aren't taking this seriously. Kamala Harris isn't. She'd say, yeah, we're going to do this. It's all a show to embarrass Trump, to stain his legacy, and take attention off of Biden. Biden and his crappy-ass policies. That's what all this is about. President Trump is not going to run in 2024. He's going to be 78 years old. Do you think he wants to be president for an additional four years when he's 82 years old? He's going to retire, make a news network, do something else. He's going to support people. He's going to keep himself in the eye. He's not going to sit back and run again. This is all to stain his legacy. All And I think more so... President Trump, who was the fuel for the media's ire, wants, needs something to piss on so that we ignore Biden's crappy policies. And there have been a lot of crappy policies. So speaking of that, let's talk about another one of Biden's crappy policies. So Joe Biden on Monday repealed the Trump era executive order barring people who identify as transgender from serving in the military. Uh, And he has barred the initiative that says that the military can't pay for uh, sex, doesn't don't have to pay for sex reassignment surgeries. Uh, Biden's executive order um, rescinds the Trump issued order in 2017 and was finally implemented in 2019. Now, I do want to point out something here. This is the problem with running everything by executive order. 
One person makes an executive order, the other repeals the executive order, and supposedly a president, a Republican in 2024, I'm assuming there will be a Republican president in 2024, will just rescind Biden's orders. But meanwhile, the damage is done. The White House said in a statement, allowing all qualified Americans to serve in a country in uniform is better for the military and better for the country because an inclusive force is more effective in a, is a more effective force. Simply put, it's the right thing to do and is in our nat- national interest. Okay, we're going to have to talk about, we're going to talk about that, allowing all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform. Um, qualified is going to be the key issue. And one of the reasons transgenders were not allowed to serve in the military is because by the military's standards, which we'll talk about in a second, they were not qualified. So let's move on. Ian Thompson of the ACLU told Axios, and by the way, ACLU, what a shock. They've become basically a left-wing organization. Repealing the military ban sends a powerful message that transgender people belong in our country. Biden's new order is the first of many essential steps to not only rolling back the many discriminatory policies from the Trump administration, but go farther than any previous administration fully recognizing transgender and non-binary people. Now, let's remember this. Um, this was a thing in the Obama administration in the first four years, and they didn't want to do this. Okay, Clinton never did this. He did that, uh, don't ask, don't tell. I mean, that was just for gay people, which I think no one really has a problem with. But here's the kicker. We're going to go, I'm going to go over this stuff, but I, I truly love when he does, when Joe, Sleepy Creepy Joe does weird things like this. Okay, I do. I think it's great. He should keep doing it. I will I will smile every time I see crap like this. First off, Sleepy Creepy Joe has now pissed off the workers because he has eliminated building of the border fence, which is going to eliminate thousands of jobs. He has eliminated the oil processing plants in the United uh, in 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 New Mexico on federal lands. New Mexico does all of their, most of their economy comes from drilling in federal lands. So that's going to kill their economy. They're pissed off. And he's killed off the XL pipeline, which is going to eliminate immediately. Like the day he signed this, he eliminated 11,000 jobs with the chance that it's going to eliminate about 60,000 jobs. He's pissed off unions because these are all union jobs. And he's pissed off women because women, men who identify as women, but are biological men, can now compete against women in sports. That includes high school sports, college sports, and the Olympics has already said they, they will take transgender men as women. He has pissed off. Now he's pissing off the military. I ho- And he's pissing off all these people, all these people who voted for him, for 0.6% of the population. Now, I'm going to go a step further. I think it's 0.06, but I can't remember if it's 0.06 or 0.6%. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say there are just under 1% transgenders in this country. I doubt it. I don't even think there's that many. The other problem with this is the military does not ban transgenders because they hate them. 
but because it's seen as a mental deficiency that is unneeded when serving in combat. What do I mean by that? Gender dysphoria was defined in the DSM-5 that's used by psychologists. Now, in recent years, psychology has basically changed the term gender dysphoria because they didn't want it to be, because it wasn't considered politically correct. Let's call it what it is. That's what it was. Gender dysphoria is a real mental condition. The military did not kick people out because they didn't like them. They kicked them out. They, they disqualified those individuals because they were seen to have some sort of disability. Much like you can't serve in the military if you're bipolar. You can't serve in the military if you have PTSD. You can't serve in the military if you're depressed. You can't serve in the military if you have OCD. You can't serve in the military if you've actually cut yourself. You've actually done self-harm. Which, by the way, transgenderism can be seen. They didn't kick people out because of sexism, racism, gender, whatever. They, they eliminated those individuals simply because this is something they don't want those mental issues coming out in the battlefield. And the other thing that's going to really kill Biden in the future, and this is the, all this stuff is going to kill Biden in the future. As far as I'm concerned, keep doing it. I mean, you're, you're going to be unsuccessful. Obviously, any hope I had that this guy would be moderate or normal in any way, that's out the door. People are going to get paying, get tired of paying their tax money going to soldiers so that they can mutilate their penises. People are going to get tired of spending money on sex change operations. It's the same thing with the abortion thing in foreign countries. People, people don't want to pay taxes for that. I don't want to fund an, an abortion for a woman in Argentina or Spain. Likewise, I don't want to fund some guy who thinks he's a chick to have a sex change operation. Obviously, if he needs a sex change operation so badly, there is something wrong with him upstairs. And he probably shouldn't be serving in the military. So, that is not only going to piss off the military, it's going to piss off the South and the Midwest. It's going to piss off a lot of people. So, good deal. Um, keep doing it, President Biden, and by the way, I do want to point out that President Biden has signed more executive orders in his first six days in office than President Trump did in his first hundred days. So there's that. Uh, he is a tyrant. Let's call it what it is. So on Monday, per the Daily Wire, it was reported uh, on the Washington Post that another Democrat has said that she is not willing to eliminate the filibuster, which I think is fantastic. The senator, not a big shock, and actually I'm beginning to like this gal. Now, is uh, Arizona Senator Christian, uh, Kristen Cinema? Now, she is a Democrat out of, um, out of Arizona. Uh, really, it was really kind of a surprise she won. She beat some uh, Navy, Air, or uh, I'm sorry, Air Force, a Air Force colonel or something, and it was a real shock, and everyone was, and not to mention, she's the first, op she's the first historic, openly bisexual uh, woman in the Senate, 
And I was just thinking, oh, God, this is just so bad. Her ideas always seem kind of radical. And But since she has been in the Senate, she's been pretty moderate. And I'm really happy she's there. She was one who, when Donald Trump in his State of the Union speech, you remember the one that, that uh, Nancy Pelosi tore up, she was one who actually stood up when Donald Trump said, hey, we've got more jobs, more employment than we've ever... She stood up and clapped on the Democratic side. She was the only one. She got some dirty looks. But I'm beginning to think that, hey, maybe she wasn't that bad. So the Washington Post reported, Senator Joe Manchin, he's uh, uh, the Democrat from West Virginia, who he is in a seriously red state. And so he, going apeshit crazy is not going to work for Joe Manchin, has been the most outspoken Democrat opponent of changing the Senate rules and has sought to assemble a bipartisan cadre of centrist senators willing to hammer out deals across the aisle. But other Democrats are similar, similarly, similarly resistant. A spokeswoman for uh, Senator Kirsten Cinema. Arizona, said the the senator is against eliminating the filibuster and she is not open to changing her mind about eliminating the filibuster. Well, the fil and this is this is from the Daily Wire. Because of the filibuster, a minimum uh, listen to this, this is how it works, because I didn't really understand how it works. I, I, I know that if you're filibustered, the chances of you getting your uh, bill signed is practically zero. Because of the filibuster, a minimum of 60 votes is needed to advance legislation. Most Democratic proposals would require at least 10 GOP senators to agree in order for them to be passed. Eliminating the legislative filibuster would enable the Democrats to pass legislation with a simple majority vote. The way the filibuster works is this. The minority party can keep a debate open on a legislative issue until the Senate votes to close the issue. But to close the vote takes 60 votes. There are limitations on the filibuster. It cannot be used for certain budget bills, federal executive branch appointees, and judicial appointments, including Supreme Court nominees. Wow, this is a big deal. Okay, so if you understand how the filibuster works, like I do now, uh, you know that it's really important we not get rid of it. The Democrats want to get rid of it because they want no opposition. There are sane people in the Democratic Party. There are liberal Democrats still, and they're not willing to, to sit back and pass the insanity of bills that Biden wants to pass without minority, in this case the Republicans, having some rights. The filibuster is a safeguard built into the Constitution for majority rule, against majority rule. In other words, it's meant to avoid the majority becoming tyrannical. If there was no filibuster, what that would mean is Biden could put anything into Congress, get it passed, and get it in the Congress and get in the House, and then get it passed in the Senate with no debate, just a majority. And we already know it's 50 50 plus Kamala Harris is 51. There are two things the Democrats want to destroy when it comes to the system killing the filibuster, which looks like they're not going to be able to do, and pack the Supreme Court and the federal courts, which, by the way, can be filibustered. If the 
filibuster remains intact, it will be almost impossible to pack the courts. So we could have killed two birds with one stone. This is a big deal, folks. I can't tell you how big of a deal it is. This is great news and means we might be able to survive Joe Biden's presidency for the next two years and possibly the next four years. I do believe Joe Biden is going to lose the pres uh, is going to lose the Senate and the House. I think the Republicans are going to take back the Senate with a, a solid majority, and the House they're barely in the majority in the House. They lost about ten seats this last election, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening. I mean, this could be a lame duck session simply because there's enough safeguards to protect us from Biden's stupid ass policies. Whether he keeps writing these dumbass, uh, dumbass um, presidential uh, uh, executive orders, we don't know. A lot of those executive orders are going to be put in question in front of the Supreme Court, which has a five to four majority conservative. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next four years. Really interesting. That should make conservatives feel good. That doesn't mean conservatives should shut the hell up. We should never shut the hell up. But it means that, okay, this maybe this is not going to be as bad as we thought it would be. Uh, keep your heads up, guys. I think we're going to make it. Okay, dumbass stories of the week so far. Uh, well, these are dumbass stories of the day. The first dumbass story is in Chicago. There's a freaking shock. Chicago has decided that they've got to find a way to end the epidemic epidemic of carjackings. Last month, in one month, there were 200 carjackings in Chicago. 200. It's like three a day, four a day. Absolutely insane. So, how do they want to do this? Well, there's a program called Criminal Trespass to Vehicle Workshops. Now, again, Democrats like to mess with language, which I can't stand. Criminal Trespass to Vehicle Workshop. No, you're a carjacker, which means you violently took a car while somebody else is in the car. What this allows is suspected juvenile... Uh, offenders arrested in connection with a carjacking or the theft of a motor vehicle has to go through a an afternoon of video interviews where they actually watch the victim, victims of carjackings, talk about how victimized they were by carjackings, some guy putting a gun in her face and ripping her out of a car and the car being stolen. And all this stuff, they'll get to, they'll get an afternoon, um, they will get snacks, they'll get beverages, and they'll be able to watch these and then they'll get off. What happened to punishment in law enforcement? I'm sorry, carjack, uh, carjacking, I'm, I'm sorry, It criminal trespass to a vehicle is not a carjacking. Criminal trespass to a vehicle means you broke into the car and then you stole the car and there was no one in the car. Carjacking is you are forcibly 
taking someone out of the car and stealing their car and probably doing them harm. Again, great job, Chicago. I'm sure the 16-year-old who carjacked the 80-year-old is probably going to learn by watching a video of that same 80-year-old sitting back and saying, it really felt bad that I got ripped out of the car, had my uh, dentures fall all over the thing, and then was kicked twice. I, I, um, and we wonder why Chicago's uh, murder rate is through the roof. Okay, so that's the first stupid... I, I, that, that light, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, she's so terrible. I, I, I don't understand how... I, I mean, Bill de Blasio, you got Ted Wheeler in Portland. I mean, these people are just so terrible. Well, here's another thing. Disney Plus, which I have for free for the next, like, I don't know, six months. And if it weren't for the freaking Mandalorian, which, by the way, I have a podcast, a Sunday podcast that I should talk about, um, has decided that they want to eliminate the negative depiction, quote, negative depictions or mistreatment of people or cultures in their films, which means they want to put warnings on those films. Um. The films they're looking at are Dumbo, Peter Pan, Swiss Family Robinson, and the Aristocats. They're no longer available for young viewers on the streaming surface, according to the Mail, which is another news outlet. There's a website called Stories Matter where they actually talked about this. This is what they stated. This is great. You'll love this. Quote, as part of an ongoing commitment to diversity and inclusion, we are... In the process of reviewing our library and adding advisories to content that includes negative depictions or mistreatment of people or cultures, we can't change the past, but we can acknowledge it. How are you acknowledging the past by ignoring it? I don't know. You tell me. Learn from it and move forward together and create a tomorrow that today can only dream of. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people of cultures people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and they're wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact. Learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. What kind of conversation are you trying to spark? So if I want to see Dumbo, I want my seven-year-old, six-year-old, I don't have a six-year-old, but if I wanted to see my six-year-old, want my six-year-old to see Dumbo, um, what conversation are you sparking by banning it or canceling it? Continuing, Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of human experience around the globe. Great. So eliminate half your movies that made Disney Disney because you want to reflect the rich diversity of human experience around. Okay, so what's wrong with these movies? So let's go let's go through these. I, I'm a little over, but not by much. So Dumbo. Apparently, which was made in 1941, um, uh, the Crows and musical number pay homage to racist minstrel shows where white performers with blackened faces and tattered clothing imitate and ridiculed enslaved Africans on the South Southern plantations. Okay, um, yeah, minstrel shows were always a thing. And by the way, minstrel shows created some of the greatest culture in the United States including dancing, including blues, including jazz. 
This is not something that should be eliminated. Something should be celebrated. But no, Dumbo, that's what they have, so get rid of it. Peter Pan, the film portrays Native people in a stereotypical manner that reflects neither the diversity of Native peoples nor the authentic cultural traditions. They literally dance around in a circle. So let's get rid of it. How about this? How about you just cut out the scene? And how about this? If you're a parent, why don't you just talk to your kids about it? If you're really offended by that, just say, see that? That's that's racist. Now, can't do that. By the way, um, not a lot of people complained about that. Swiss Family Robinson. The pirates who antagonize the Robinson family are portrayed as stereotypical foreign menace. Many appear in yellow face or brown face and are costumed in exaggerated and inaccurate manners with top-knot-style hairstyles, cues, robes, and overdone facial makeup and jewelry reinforcing their barbarism and otherness. I don't even know what to even say about this. Otherness. So, in other words, um, we had pirates in the United States back in the 14, 15, and 1600s. They were Spanish pirates. There were also English pirates. There were also French pirates. Um... They're pirates. I didn't know that... I, I I don't even know what to say with this. And they're specifically pointing out Asian and Middle Eastern peoples. Uh, here's the thing with the um, uh, pirates. There were Middle Eastern pirates too. As a matter of fact, the United States in the 1800s actually fought Middle Eastern pirates. This happened. But, you know, we got to be the aristocrats because there's nothing more racist, sexist or anything like that than a bunch of cats in a cartoon. This was in the 1970. Here it is. The cat, the cat is depicted as a racist caricature of Eastern Asian peoples with exaggerated stereotypical traits such as slanted eyes and buck teeth. He sings in poorly accented English voiced by a white actor and plays the piano with chopsticks. Okay. Yeah, it was there. Take it out of the film. If that's so bad. You know, one of the things, I was talking to, to a buddy here, and when he, sa- I, he, he said he was watching um, Bugs Bunny, which, by the way, Bugs Bunny is actually an adult cartoon. Bugs Bunny was made in the 40s and 30s, and Bugs Bunny related the time, which means we were at war with the Japanese at, the, at parts of those times. And yes... Bugs Bunny was kind of racist, but it was because we were against the Japanese at the time. Um, yes, they used the J word. They, they called the Japanese Japs all the time. Well, guess what? That's what people called. You know, here's the thing. This is where I, I, I my kids, my grandkids don't need to be protected. If we sit back and we're watching... Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, whoever, and I hear something that the kids shouldn't see, let me tell them, don't don't say Japs. Okay, let me tell them. I don't even know if that's even a racial word anymore. It's just, it's short for Japanese. So I'm not really sure if that's even a racial word, like the N-word or anything like that. So I'm going to say it anyway because of free speech and stuff like that. If someone complains, I'll, I'll not say it again. But this is so stupid. You know what? 
don't cancel Dumbo. The arist- I didn't like the aristocrats. I didn't like Dumbo. I never saw the Swiss Family Robinson. I thought Peter Pan was overrated. But don't censor the movies. Let the parents be the parents and tell the kids, you don't do this, you don't do that. Okay, that's it for today. Um, you can follow me on... You can follow me on uh, uh, <laughs> Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics, uh, F Twitter. Really don't give a damn if you follow me on Twitter or not, even though it's going up. Apparently, I'm getting popular. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Twitcher, and, or Stitcher. Is it Stitcher or Twitcher? I don't know. Stitcher and uh, Stitcher or Stitcher, whatever it happens to be, and YouTube, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com so you can make sure I'm not lying about what I'm saying because I've got all the links. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.